Dean Evans joins us. G'day, Dean. Good morning to you, mate. G'day, Gareth. How are you, mate? Have you made, can you make that announcement that King Colorado will be definitely going to the Cox Plate and be mighty hard to beat around the valley? <laughs> mighty hard to beat might be a, a bit of a stretch, but yep. he's, um, he's definitely going, which is exciting. It's, oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. It's just incredible to... Uh, have a runner in such a prestigious, um, you know, global race, and, and, and we just couldn't be more excited. And uh, three-year-olds have a, have a pretty pretty strong record in the race, and they can really um, they can really improve on their guineas run. So, you know, we're excited. Is Mickey D riding? Is that right? That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We had a luck. You know, we, we just couldn't slot in uh, where we needed, and you know, three wide, no cover on that day with that strong westerly. Um, there's nothing that finished within Kui that was out wide on the day, and yet for him to stick on and and one fourth, I thought was a it was a pretty big run. Yeah, it was it was a mighty effort, and it sometimes can be heartbreaking in a way. Not heartbreaking, but there's so many different variables that this beautiful game throws up, and the wind conditions I think threw everyone out a little bit last Saturday. From a, as you analyse those races at Caulfield, I think that you had to take that into consideration. It was just sometimes impossible for horses to get into a race because of uh, the wind. Absolutely. Yeah, you're completely right, and 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 it definitely favoured. Sort of those horses on the fence, close to the pace. Yeah. Horses that sort of got back and, and buried in the ruck out the back had, had absolutely no hope. Um, and there's, you know, there were a lot of good horses that um, that were, you know, on face value disappointing. But I think we can forgive them. And certainly, a lot of horses that, you know, when they get to Flemington, for example, and, and the big stretches, I think, um, you know, their form will completely turn around on those bigger tracks, or even if they come back to to Randwick or Rose Hill. But um, uh, yeah, really interesting day and a strange day, and we had a lot of strange sort of flops. But I think, you know, I, I was so wrapped with his run just because we, we weren't totally sure what to expect. We weren't sure if he'd 100% come up. Um, but I, I thought it was one of the ones in the day, really, to be three wide, no cover in that group one and, and, and not be too far off him. 0499736736 to join our conversation. You've got a tip for us in the Caulfield Cup. Let's go through the Bet365 market for this year's Caulfield Cup. My great mate, Tommy Steinford. Um, told me, Gareth, you got to read the market um, in market order, not in numerical order. So I said, okay, I'll try my very best. But basically, we've got three <laughs> equal favourites here. Solcombe at 650, West Wind Blows at 650, and Gold Trip at 650. Without a fight, $8, question mark, needs to pass a test today from the vet. Monophilia, I should say, break up at 850 as well. Um, and then we go to Monophilia around that $13 quote. Valiant King has had really good support. In fact, it's into $11 now with Bet365. And then we go out to Francesca Guardi at $15. As I said at the top of the show today, Dean, it's one of the better Caulfield Cups, the most intriguing Caulfield Cups that I can remember for a long time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really great race this year. And, uh, you know, Caulfield Cup is a race where the imports have a great record. Dunedin, Admire Rakti, Best Solution, Murder Glass in the last 12 years alone um, and we've had some really good local winners like Incentivisor, Elegant Jamaica and I think we've been missing you know the Japanese influence um, and you know we had no imports in the race last year so it's just it's really exciting to have um, you know so many imports in the race this year really strong you know Japanese runner uh, we've got West Wind Blows and Akita Sushi and, and Valiant King and then you got these the, you know these Aussie horses that are really in good form you know Gold Trip couldn't have been more impressive um, without a fight, probably couldn't have been more impressive on his first top run either. Uh, you know, Montefiore comes up with a really strong run, and, and you've got Solcom who's, who's going really well too. So, you know, it's a very strong sort of even race. Um, I'm pretty pretty keen on, on the Japanese runner here, Breakup. 
Um, you know, he's, he's pretty consistent, five wins, seven placings, and 21 starts. Uh, he's a Group 2 winner over 2,500. He's won a Group 1 fourth in Japan, the Tenno Show. The Japanese sales are, you know, their panels above ours and, and the rest of the world, and they've proven that for a long time. The last time the Japanese came to the Spring Carnival 2019 and Murder Glass won this race, and Lee Grishur won the, the, the Cox Plate. Uh, we've had the likes of Delta Blues and Pop Rock and Admire Rapti all come here and dominate. Uh, you know, Breakup holds similar form lines. He actually, he actually probably had better form lines being a Group 2 winner over 2,500 um, than some of those. Uh, he just maps really, really perfectly here with D Lane drawn five. I think he'll be sort of camped up right up on the speed and sort of the first five. Um, and I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, West Wind Blows, you know, his form was pretty exceptional. He won it over 2,000 at Longchamp by a couple of lengths. Second to last, got over 2,400 in Hardwick Um He beat the, the Melbourne Cup winner there, uh, Melbourne Cup favourite, Doble Legend there from last year, and third in the Coral Eclipse, which is um, a, a huge race at Sandown, and, and beat on Dubai Honor, who obviously dominated when he came over here. Um, and then he ran second on the Turnbull after, you know, I thought it was a bit of an average ride and was caught out wide, no cover there. I had to push forward. Um, and my only concern really with West Wind Blows, I think if he had an Aussie jockey, I'd be, I'd be very, very, very confident. Jamie Spencer doesn't have a great record here. He's had five rides here for, for Duck Eggs, um, and that's probably the only query. Um, and, I, and I think the two, um, the two Joseph O'Brien horses, you know, Kita Sushi, one over this trip under Ryan Moore, and then third in the Irish St. Ledger and Valiant King from Northern Hemisphere, three-year-old, and, and Joseph O'Brien's won a Cox Plate with one of those here, um, and he was second in the Belly Rain last start to the Melbourne Cup favourite, Vob, and he's a very good horse. So, um, you know, I think there's um, there's plenty of opportunity here, and, and I'm quite keen on the imports, actually. Um, I think the track might be a bit too firm for, for Gold Trip, and he's okay. got the big weight. Um, and without a fight, just I know he goes well sort of racing this way with, with his race of space, but second up in the Caulfield Cup off an 1800 meter run, I'm, I'm just going to risk him as well. Um, not to feel I think it run well, but I've, um, I'm just not sure that, that she's as well weighted as some of the others. And so I'm, I'm keen on the imports here, um, but, but for sure, I think Breakup is the one who ticks all of the boxes. Yeah, I agree with you. I still think Gold Trip's the horse to beat. I, I can't get that Turnbull Stakes victory out of my mind. And if he turns up, I think they think that he can handle the track. And they'll walk the track tomorrow morning before making a decision. But the way that Caulfield, I, I had a chat to a few of the jocks there after Wednesday, and they said they were amazed how the moisture was still in that surface, despite it being a hot day. So I don't know what Tim Bailey's done, but I reckon they've done there's something different with the way that they prepared the, the Caulfield track for this spring. And I think it's racing in terrific fashion. So I've got no doubt that gold trip, if he does start, will be okay. So he's at $6.50 without a fight, $8 break up at eight fifty here with bet three, six, five. And there's a horse down the bottom, as we just mentioned, Valley King at $11. that's had some really good backing. A couple of questions coming through for you here, Dino. What about Hugh Yarmel? At fifteen dollars, stepping up to the twenty-four hundred meters. Yeah, Gay's horses are flying. They're they are, aren't flying. they? Um, you know, whatever she's doing right now, it's working. And um, you know, he was only run down late in the Hill Stakes. Uh, you know, he was brought over for a, for a Melbourne Cup, and he'd, he'd won a um, you know twenty-eight hundred meter race at, at Goodwood. Uh, so you know, the, the trip's no problem for him. Um, he's going to be in it for a long way. Uh, you know, Tim Clark right up there on the speed. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't talk you out of here, um, Al. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just leaning towards the imports as being better than ours. But, um, but he's going to run a really good race. 
All right, then let's have a look at some of these uh, feature races in Sydney at Randwick tomorrow afternoon. And this is the final meeting, really, of the, the spring there at, at Randwick before we go to Rose Hill. Race number eight is the Five Diamonds Prelude. And the market says it converges at $10. Democracy Manifest at $5. Conta Haley at $5. So they're equal favourites at the moment. And then we go down to Waterford at $8, give it an each way chance. As I mentioned, Converge at $10. Detonator Jack at 11 Faulkner Park at $10. David Eustace saying that Detonator Jack will be an improved horse this run. He was a little bit disappointing the other day. And then... $15 and better for the rest. St. Lawrence at 15 What did he goes at $19? And just down the bottom there, Altivo definitely does go to, to Sydney and not Melbourne, and he's at $11 here. What are you thinking, Dean? Yeah, look, I, I think um, um, the horse that really uh, stood out for me was actually Converge. It's just um, a massive, massive class drop for this horse. Uh, you know, he mixes his form, but he, he doesn't like wet tracks, and that's often an explanation for, for why he mixes his form in different preps. But, you know, he was he was third in the George Ryder, um, you know, earlier this year, only beaten sort of a neck by Animo and Fangirl. He ran second in the, the BTC Cup in Brisbane Group 1. Uh, to think about it, uh, he just won the Everest. His first up run, you know, he had 59 um, in the Bill Ritchie, and he ran fourth at Redina, who obviously won the Epsom Handicap. Um, he was giving a lot of weight to a lot of horses. Then the Epsom, uh, you just got to watch the replay. He just never, ever really got a run. Um, and so you just put a line through that. He did look like he was trucking into the race quite well. Uh, he looks really weighted here. And I've got 59 and a half, but the minimum is 56. Um, and he's running a lot of horses here um, that are in the market, uh, you know, like the likes of sort of El Tivo. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Faulkner Park and, and then some horses that are really sort of coming out of benchmark races. Uh, you know, Democracy Manifest were really, really impressive. Uh, Epsom Handicap Run is pretty unlucky there, but, you know, he's just going to map you know, sort of right out the back here, a long, long way back, um, and jump six kilos for this. Um, you know, Coda Healy's second up over a mile at Randwick, which I just find is always quite, quite difficult to do, even though it was good first up. And Waterford, I think, is, is certainly the big danger. Um, you know, the sectionals he ran in the, in the Shannon uh, plus 11.8 for the last 800 was, was hugely impressive. My only question with him is sort of all of his best runs have been at Rose Hill and the both times that he's run at Randwick has been pretty flat. So um, it's hard to come into him with, with huge confidence, but I'm very keen on, on Converge. I just think he's, he's going much better than his form reads. He's the clear group one horse in this race. Um, and I think it'd be really hard to beat it sort of $10 with, with Waterford, the danger. All right, good push there for Converge. And then we'll have a look at the Big Dance Wild Card. We've got a $6.50 favourite here in Spangler for Chris Lees and Tommy Berry. And then we've got a host of horses around that $7.50 quote. Flying Crazy for Team Hawks. Wayne Hawks gave that horse a big push there the other day. And Journalism that's had good support, the stable mate, to Converge at $7.50. So another one for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. King of the Castles at $8. And then we go to a horse like Fourvella at $9. Um, Steely's around that $11 quote. Lions Raw $12 here for this year's Big Dance Wild Card. Um, it's another competitive race. There's a few chances here, Dino. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think there were just some in the market that it could potentially be risked. You know, I think Spangler just gets so far back in its races um, that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a long way off and sort of coming off 
um, of a five week break, flying crazy. I'm not too sure that that horse gets a mile. So um, it's a bit of a question mark as well. Uh, you know, Lions Roar uh, is a horse who won the round with guineas really impressively. Um, and that was a good day. I was on him when he was about 30 to one. Um, and since then, you know, he's been beating the head in the Villiers. Uh, he's been beating the nose and it was a gold cup. Um, he was really, really good first up in the Shannon. Um, he ran the third quickest life 800 of the day, plus 10.1, uh, which suggested he's going really well. And then he was a bit flatter in the Ellen Brown, but it was sort of going back to 1400 at Rose Hill. Uh, he got a bit crowded sort of in the straights. And I, I think the big the mile at Randwick, that suits him much better as a horse. Um, and again, he's a class runner, and I think he's a really good chance. For Vela, um, he's sort of getting up to full fitness now to Gay. Um, you know, around second and a Canberra mile was not too bad last start and just her horse was applying so well he'll be up on the speed and be a really strong chance and, and highlights I thought was a really really huge price um, back in second up at Randwick over the mile when he, he got beat uh, hit in neck by Unspoken um, and the last week was just sort of wide no cover going back to 1400 which didn't suit um, he's on the back up here he drops from 58 to 52 um, and uh, and he's around sort of seventeen dollars. So I think there's a bit of value in this race. But I think sort of Lions Raw for Valor and, and highlight they're all double figure odds, um, and and they look the three on top for me. Love it. Plenty of plenty of value across those two meetings tomorrow and some of those feature races we've had a chat about. Dino, enjoy next week as you've got a runner in the Cox Plate. But enjoy Caulfield Cup Day, mate. Thanks for your time as always. And as we always say, the best. The best investment that you can make on the weekend is sign up with Wedding Edge Investments. You type in SEN when you go to their membership page and you get a 50% lifetime discount. And that's the that's the best winner that you can back all day. So thanks for your time as always, mate. Thanks very much, Gareth. Cheers.